This podcast is part of the Christian Geek Central Network at ChristianGeekCentral.com. Episode 174, interview with Sandy Brownlee, creator of the web series League of the Grey. Welcome to the Strangers and Aliens podcast. Strangers. <laughs> to boldly say what needs to be said. Would you be a stranger or an alien? Or would you be a strange alien? The truth is out there. I am your father's best friend, Plumber. Superman. Wonder Woman. Heroes. Villains. Captain Picard versus Captain Kirk. Do you think that there's room in sci-fi for God? The very first thing that God did was that he created something, so we have a creative God. This is Strangers and Aliens Podcast. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Strangers and Aliens. I'm Ben, Ben Avery. I am one of three-ish hosts who normally would be talking to you right now. However, um, none of the other hosts, Dr. Jace, hasn't been around for a while. Steve, not here right now. Evan, he's in Hawaii. Um, so I'm here in Indiana and I am you know, just trying to keep warm as I sit here getting ready to welcome our, our first guest in a long while. Actually, this is uh, Sandy Brownlee. Sandy, hello. How are you doing? Hello. I'm doing fine. So some people might be wondering what you're doing here. And what you're doing here is uh, I saw, actually it was Denny, your husband, who posted something about a, a GoFundMe campaign called The League of the Grey. Or is it just League of the Grey? Um, oh, either one works. Okay. Probably League of the Grey. Okay. Uh, called League of the Grey. And I thought, okay, well, that's interesting, and it's it's Denny, so he's cool. I'll click on it, and <laughs> it turns out it's actually a project that you are spearheading. Is that correct? I am trying to launch it and get it off the ground. Um, it started as kind of a, I just got my MFA degree. Woohoo! Finally, I'm out <laughs> of school, and uh, <laughs> and I got this idea in the process of getting my degree about. Um, about forming a webisode uh, series, but more than that, a transmedia webisode series. And now that's how I came up with League of the Greats, one of those ideas that popped in my head and it started taking on a life of its own. And now it's my goal to begin a webisode series. And here's, here's my big passion, a transmedia audience experience centered around that webisode series so so we will get into the details of that momentarily but first um we should talk about how we met uh you're one of the few people i brought on the show that i've met face to face other than <laughs> i met steve once for breakfast and dr jace i've met a couple times at the uh, gideon media arts uh, film festival and that's actually where i met you and your husband denny as well that's right yeah and uh, even back then, you were talking about a lot about transmedia, and I remember you gave me a uh, a USB bracelet that had some <laughs> some information for some things that you were you were thinking about and ideas you were having about uh, this kind of new presentation uh, 
of, of media. And yeah, so you, this project, you've started working on it. You've been t thinking about it. Let's, let's just jump in, I, I guess, to what is League of the Grey? What, what is it? What's the, what's the story? Well, if I were coming up with a log line, it would be Buffy Vampire Slayer meets Golden Girls. Uh, that's kind of okay. um, what it's like. It, it's got a few elements of, think, Warehouse 13, maybe a little bit of Librarian, but also um, more than those, those kind of uh, fantastic and steampunk elements to it. Um, it's about uh, a relationship between generations and an organization, a secret organization, get that straight, where the old needs the bodies of the young and the young needs the wisdom of the olds and old and they are working together to preserve these artifacts of power from falling into the wrong hands. And these artifacts of power now come in the form of small kitchen appliances. <laughs> so that's, <laughs> you know, we have, we, we have the blender of destiny as a kind of a central piece. <laughs> and, and, and so that's kind of, it's kind of quirky, but also, you know, got kind of meaningful in that the relationship part, but, it's also an adventure, and and the challenge is keeping it uh, scalable for a webisode, keeping it um, intimate enough, keeping a big story intimate enough that it is it works for um, the internet. So that's that's kind of what it's about, and I could I could give you a lot more details, but I'd probably have to kill you if I did that, you know. Because <laughs> of the secret nature, is that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. And once you're in initiated into the League of the Grey, you know, I can tell you everything. Okay. But until then, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so where do I fit into this? You know, where I'm not young, but not quite old. You know, what about, you need the bodies of the young and the minds of the old, but I'm, I'm stuck here in the middle. I don't know. I don't know if I could join the League. Well, you know, I don't know. You might be what it does tend to skip a generation. Okay. <laughs> but then, you know, if they recruited you when you were younger and you just are not telling us about it, you could very well be a secret agent for the League of the Gray. So you, you were you were working on your MFA. Yes, and I was. so my understanding is at least the genesis of this actually did come from a project you were working on or as a as a class class project, is that well, it was it was kind of my thesis project. Okay, all right. Um, I created uh, first. I had to write the script, and this this program you had to write and direct, and a lot of times produce. You know, mm -hmm. um, your own project. And so I wrote the script, um, and it went through several iterations, and then I made the short film, and it's still in the polished process as far as the edit is concerned. Uh, so this this is just kind of the um, first part of what is going to be the pilot episode, and uh, you know they're gonna, appropriate to the internet. They're going to be short chunks, but each one will give you another piece of the puzzle as you discover more about 
the nature of the League of the Grey and and the destiny for the main character, who is uh, Alexa, who is um, a 19-year-old girl, and her grandmother, who is who is uh, definitely in, entrenched in the League. Okay. Uh, so that's... I'm assuming then Alexa is, is getting into the League. Is that part of that yeah. generational handoff kind of thing yeah it is uh that's that's exactly who she is and um so yeah this was this all came about as a result of being in this uh film program for you know two and a half three years and kind of the culmination of of a creative project i put together all myself okay so so tell me about your your creative story then and when i'm saying your creative story i mean your story as a creator um huh? i'm assuming because i don't think you would even i don't well maybe you had started the mfa program bef- before the, the last gideon that i went to but well, I, um, I hadn't um, this was okay. just i started in 13 2013 okay all right all right um so what took you there what what was it that got you into that into that program in the first place well um as you know from the the wristband uh, thumb drive that you received at Gideon, transmedia has been um, a growing passion of mine for a while. Well, you know, I'd searched around uh, from time to time to see if there were any graduate programs in the subject, and there wasn't. But uh, I was at a Faith in Film breakfast here in Nashville, and a guy got up and spoke from Lipscomb University, and he talked about creative media as part of this new graduate program they were launching. And he mentioned, you know, new media and transmedia. Well, my ears perked up, and I absolutely tackled the guy after the meeting. <laughs> and then I, <laughs> and then, you know, we set an appointment to get together and have coffee and I thought okay well I can help this new program out because I have a I have a number of contacts in the transmedia world you know I can get them you know to provide resources information whatever and while we were having this and talking about visions and you know having our vision for what we wanted to do and everything this guy invited me to enroll in the program and I thought hmm and so that was part of this and and I did manage to bring a transmedia element to the program because well if I hadn't been there they would not be offering a class in transmedia <laughs> it was pretty much to accommodate me so that is um how I got started in the program and uh and how I'm going to take this in and carry it through to create some unique and different kind of stuff. So you you've done this short the short film that is a portion of the the pilot episode. Uh, you're you're doing your GoFundMe campaign, which actually, if people are interested in checking out the GoFundMe campaign, they can go to strangersandaliens.com/gray. And in League of Gray, in the title, it's G R A Y. But for people who are like me and always spell it wrong. I've set it up both ways. So you go to strangersandaliens.com slash gray, spell it with an E, spell it with an A. Either way, it'll get you to the, the GoFundMe page where you'll see um, 
well, just some more of this kind of stuff we're talking about right now, the, the ideas behind it and, and some of the passion behind it. But um, how do you see then, because you're developing this pilot episode, how does the transmedia element tie in? Uh, what are some of your ideas and, and, and plans for, for how this transmedia will look for, for your series? Well, one of, the, one of the things about transmedia storytelling is that it, for one thing, some of the technical things, it, it takes place on multiple screens and multiple platforms, and it can even incorporate alternate reality games, which brings the story into your actual physical world. Um, but what this will do for this um, this series is that it will give a, ri a richer story universe for the audience to explore. That's, that's the thing I really want to do is I want to create an audience experience where they can enter a part of this world and interact with it. You know, it's, it's like a, a friend of mine puts it, um, it's like breaking off a piece of the story and giving it to the, your, your audience to play with. And and so I want the audience to be able to have the fun and the freedom to explore different elements of the world. And I want to use things like, um, well, obviously social media and uh, websites, um, Twitter, you know, Periscope, Instagram, all those accessible platforms that, you know, are that most people are learning to handle at least, you know, two or three of them. Well, I want this to be a, the platforms that people can use to explore parts of the story that are not in the film itself, but that enrich the, the world of the film. Um, let's see, if I get more specific. For example, the League of the Grey has uh, a an enemy, uh, an anti, you know, their antagonist is another organization that does the same thing, you know, with the elder recruiting the younger, only their desire is to take all these uh, artifacts of power and the small and bodied and small appliances <laughs> and, and use them for control and for making things the way they want them to be. And this is going to be, uh, it's all its ancient name is the Order of the Bloody Rose, but modern days it's called the Rose Consortium. And so one of the things I want to do is create a website for the Rose Consortium where they're an international, you know, a strategic consulting organization, very vague about what they are. But I'm I want to hide some Easter eggs in that website where people can see um little bits of of the dark underbelly of what's really going on in the Rose Consortium. Um, I want the main character to have um, her own uh, Twitter you know, account, you know, mm -hmm. and, and people can follow her on Twitter. She will have her own, not only a, a video blog, but um, a regular blog and where she'll, you know, post pictures and thoughts and, and kind of enrich people with the story that way. And I'm also going to have a character who's almost coming from 
the outside. He's not a character in the story, but it's somebody who is trying to discover the truth about whether this League of the Grey actually exists. So these are some of the devices I want to use to get the, the audience as, as part of the story and part of the game and interacting with that whole world. Uh, okay, cool. Uh, so you're you're doing all this, but you, I mean you're you're the you're the one who's behind it. You're the driving force. Obviously, you're not going to be doing all of this alone. Tell me a little bit about some of the people on your team, some people who have helped you already, or who are planning to help you in the future, or who are in the middle of helping you right now. I'm assuming Denny's a part of things. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's he's obviously he's in the short film. But he's also going to be, you know, behind the scenes, you know, um, editing my writing and a second set of eyes on the stuff that we film and probably contrib contributing some of the other content. Uh, I also have um, a classmate of mine who's a brilliant young woman who's working on a two-degree thing, MFA and MBA, and she's going to kind of head up the businessy kind of stuff. And I have um, kind of a transmedia mentor who I'm going to be using to help me hone this, the transmedia part of the project, um, whose name is Allison Norrington. And she is absolutely wonderful. She um, has been very generous with her time and generous with her feedback on both the script on, and on some of the concepts for transmedia. And I'm going to be relying on her a lot to um, guide me in the right directions and pinpoint any flaws that um, that might be in the structure of the transmedia uh, story architecting. So the I mean, transmedia community is very generous, and so I'm I'm going to be drawing from them if if for nothing else for feedback. Um, I still would like to get you know. A programmer, and I don't know, maybe a graphic artist or something who <laughs> likes to do comic books, and <clears throat> you know, I don't know where I'll find anybody like that. But <laughs> yeah, I, I've met a couple people in my time. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I live with one. I see him every day <laughs> in the mirror. When, but, um, yeah, well, and that's that's one of the things about transmedia, though, is it it transcends different mediums. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, and that's that's what excites me about. Um, I mean, like I said, you you handed me that bracelet. We've had conversations about things at you know, in the hotel at the Gideon uh, Festival, and uh, just hearing your your passion about transmedia before you were even um, you know doing anything like this. And so then when I saw that you were doing this, I thought, oh, this is the culmination of some of those conversations <laughs> we were having. And and so that's why uh, as soon as I saw that. Um, I went, looked at the page and then I thought, okay, I'm just going to go ahead and, and get Sandy lined up. So I messaged you and Denny and said, Hey, I want Sandy to come on the show so you can talk about this and let people know what's going on with some, uh, well, we used to do a lot of interviews with creators and then I, I don't know if it was timing or, or what, it was just a little more difficult to, to, uh, really was to bring authors on. I didn't like bringing authors on without reading their books. This isn't yeah. done, so I don't have to read your entire book to, to bring you <laughs> on to talk about it. So, um, yeah. So I, I'm not going to ask what your end game is because I'm assuming you want to keep going 
as much as you can. But what are some of your hopes for this? What are some of the things you'd like to see happen as this is coming to fruition and or as this is, um, you know, actually coming, you know, online, literally um, and figuratively? You know, obviously, I, I would like to have a webisode series that could continue. Uh, and also, I would I would love to... Um, you know, get in on a streaming network, you know, and have this as, I know that, you know, like Netflix and Hulu will offer, you know, some of these, um, some of these webisode series that have these transmedia elements. I watched one just recently called Guidestones, and I think it was on Hulu. Um, and it, it was made in Canada, so they had all the funding they needed from the government, but... Mm -hmm. You know, I, I would love to be able to place, you know, whether it's um, on, you know, Am Amazon Prime or Hulu or Netflix or something else. I would love to see something there just to have more people to be able to access it and be involved. And I would really love to see more people get excited about uh, and understand transmedia storytelling and the kind of power that it has to, um, oh, it does so many things. It creates um, community when, when you know, f people who are involved in the experience come together and, and even work together to solve some of the puzzles or discover some of the unknowns. You know, it has the potential of, you know, an, an immersive story, you know, affects all of your senses. And they and even requires action on your part to a certain extent. And that can be a really powerful experience. I mean, it's, it's more than just about games and fun. It's, it's creating a really powerful experience that can kind of change the way people see the world. Those kind of experiences do, you know, and... I mean, even a, a a really great movie can can alter your perspective. So that's what I love this the idea of telling stories in this way and and an immersive way, so that it's not just a, a single flat one dimensional or two dimensional thing in front of you, but something that you enter into. And that's what really gets me so jazzed up about it. And I want to. I've got other projects in my brain that I want to do um, uh, in addition to this one. So I just want to keep going as long <laughs> as I can. <laughs> I didn't send you this question, so you didn't have time to prepare it. And, you know, if it takes too long to think of something, I, I might even edit out the blank space that <laughs> has your thinking. <laughs> we'll see how quick on your on your feet you are here. But um, We've talked a lot on this show. I mean, this is episode 174, and we've talked a lot about storytelling and and faith and how um, just in general storytelling is a part of our you know pop culture and our traditions. And but then we also get into like you're talking about the power of story and the power of connection and that kind of thing and how that uh, those elements are are influenced and. Uh, those elements are just a huge part of our faith, you know, and the Jesus used parables and, and different things like that. My question to you is um, looking at the kind of different nature of storytelling from uh, just a straight narrative where it's a movie 
that you're sitting, you sit down, you watch it through, and you're done, except for maybe talking with people afterward about it. Or a book, the same kind of thing, where you're, you're immersed in it for the time, but then you leave it behind. With transmedia, some of that is more, you know, trying to immerse yourself in, in the story, but then also getting to be a part of the story and, uh, you know, and maybe even interacting with characters from the story, that kind of thing. Um, how do you think that transmedia storytelling, uh, how do you think that kind of storytelling becomes a part of, I mean, I even have a hard time wording this, so I, I'm, I'm not as quick on my feet as, as I would like to be, but how do you think the faith based angle, the, 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 the side of things that comes from the creator God, you know, being you know, ultimate creator and, and the stories of the Bible and that kind of thing that are used to affect us as you are connecting with people. How does that faith side of you uh, get jazzed about this transmedia kind of thing? Well, I've, I've actually thought about this kind of thing. And, um, you know, when I think about, you know, Old Testament times or biblical times and how, like when God, when the Israelites, you know, you know, were the, were considered, you know, on their way to the promised land and, you know, they, they lived, it's like their whole life was, was, um, filled with symbolism and filled with, um, significant rituals and it was like God was telling them all about who he was uh, and who they were you know even in the way the fabric of the tabernacle and the things that were woven into it and um, the way the feasts and you know even the garments of the priests they lived inside of a story that God was writing for them you know, and I think that really transmedia is not something that's new, but something that is very old, and and um, it's it. How do I put this? You know, before we learned in Western culture to compartmentalize my our minds so very much, you know, so that um, you know, mind, body, spirit you know, are all in little boxes and, you know, entertainment is out there. I'm here and, you know, we interact, you know, in one dimension, whether it's, you know, with my mind when I read or, you know, a few more of my senses when I go to a movie or I go see a stage play, you know, but still there's that wall between us and the story, no matter what. I think that God is continually, and this may sound weird, I believe God is continually writing us into a story. And I think that's how we're meant to live, as part of a greater story that we're playing a role in that's uniquely written for us by God. I think transmedia is a way of breaking down the barriers between us and story, of making story meaningful in a way like it used to be 
in in biblical times or even in more ancient cultures where you know people would gather around the campfire and and the elders would wear masks or you know sing songs and everybody would feel like they were part of the story and they would maybe different ones would take different roles or say different parts of the history of the tribe it's something that we all want to be part of something more than ourselves, even if we never put it in those terms. And I think that's where transmedia and faith connect very powerfully. And I really think it's a powerful tool of, um, of creating a truthful experience, creating a, a meaningful experience that may be more than people even know when they begin to get into it. You know, it. I think it can be transformational, and um, that's what I think. <laughs> <laughs> that, that answer made my question sound good. Okay, so, <laughs> um, the answer transcended the question, thankfully, because it took me a while to even get to what I was thinking. But I was forming the question as I was saying it, so uh, I don't know. That's poor interview ship, possibly. But if it gets a good answer. Is the question poor? Maybe not. But you, what you say resounds with me, too. I mean, I'm a storyteller, as you know, and I actually have a, um, a thing that I'm going to be hanging up in my office hopefully next week. I've been in my office for a year and I at work at the church, and I, I haven't quite made it my own yet. But it's it's just a simple saying. It just says, your story is a part of history and his story. And yeah. and that's just, yeah, you're, you're talking about how God's writing you into his story and and that and that's one thing I always try and tell kids when I'm teaching is, hey guys, you know, this story that happened here back in the Bible, you're actually part of this. You're actually part of this. And um, you know, and God's doing things with your story right now. So uh yeah, that that really resounds with me a lot. Uh tell me let's uh we're close to wrapping this up. So I I'd like you to just um briefly tell me when people go to your GoFundMe page. Uh, which is, like I said, strangersandaliens.com slash gray will take you to the GoFundMe um, page. And if they were to donate some money to the the, the campaign, um, there's you know a list of, of things that people will get for, for doing that. But what does the money actually help you do? Um, I, you know, I know you have a target amount. And, and so if you make that target, you know, what is this money going to be doing for the project and, and helping the, the project do? Well, one thing it will do is help us retroactively, you know, pay the expense of making the initial, you know, the part that we have filmed. But, you know, a bigger part of it will go to, um, launch, you know, creating and launching the transmedia experience and, and going into production in the next for the next segment of the pilot, um, you know, you know, films films not cheap, and even when you have people volunteering their time, which a lot of people did, and I don't want to go to that well forever. Um, I want to, you know, workmen's worthy of his wages, and these people who are so talented that that gave you know, a good part of their time um, just to support me in this first one, well, 
I don't want to ask them to do it again. I want to at least be able to pay them something so that we can really, really hang on to the good people that we've got, mm. you know. Um, and so that I, is to really get the second episode done and maybe even get, you know, the pre-production on the final episode of the pilot um, done also. So, and, you know, there, there are elements to pay for in the transmedia thing. There are videos to be made and websites to be constructed and, and that kind of thing. So, you know, that's all, that's all expensive, too. Yeah. So that's, that's, they'll be part of that story of bringing the League of the Grey to life. Yeah, film's, film's not cheap even when it's not on film. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really. <laughs> Although it's cheaper. Like, can you imagine trying to do a project like this, you know, even 15 years ago? Oh, wow. I, I know. It's just, it's just amazing what's, what's become available and, and what, uh, what can be done with, with just a minimal amount of, as far as hardware and software, a minimal amount of, of investment. Um, uh-huh. But getting the people who can do it well, that's, that's where your investment then goes with, uh, with your costs because, yeah. And, and I've worked on community projects before and it's fun. It's exciting. And it's great when people are rallying around it. But whenever I've, you know, spearheaded something like that, I've always just felt like kind of a, Oh man, oh, this is awesome. They're doing it and not getting paid to do it, but I wish they were. So Yeah. And yeah, I, I, yeah, I want to be able to, to pay people, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I, these, these are people who are good at what they do and I, I want to be able to, to pay them. So. All right. Well, um, yeah, I think that, that, uh, we'll, we'll shut down this episode here, uh, at this point. Do you have anything else you'd like to make, sh- make sure the audience has heard or, or knows about you or the project that maybe I didn't uh, cover or, or I think I didn't forget anything. Well, I was gonna, yeah, I was gonna see if we went on any geek rabbit trails, <laughs> but which we didn't really follow too many rabbit trails. We stayed on target pretty well. I don't know, huh? Yeah. No, well, Steve I mean, and Evan aren't here, and we stayed on topic. That's interesting. Very hmm. interesting. Okay. Yeah, All right. That's interesting. Hmm. All right. <laughs> <laughs> is there anything I missed though? Is there anything you'd like, or, or just any last last words before you, you sign off uh, that you'd like to share with our with um, our audience while you have their ear? Well, you know, just anybody who has more questions, you know, get in touch with me. Uh, hit me up on Facebook. It's Sandy Brownlee, and you know, um, and you know, I'll try to answer any questions or you know. If you have questions, I think I don't know if you can ask questions on GoFundMe or anything, but um, you know, just hit me up on Facebook and and let me know if you want to know anything else about the project, and I'll go blah 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 all day long about transmedia. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, thank you for taking the time to uh, to sit down and chat, and uh, yeah, again, strangersandaliens.com slash gray and that'll just take you directly to the gofundme site uh won't it won't even take you through our site it's just a direct link right to what sandy's doing there so um yeah thanks again for 
for hanging out with me for a little bit here. And uh, you. <laughs> and so I guess beyond that, really, I, I don't have much else to say other than uh, thank you for listening and thank you for allowing Sandy and I to sit inside uh, your ear canal and and <laughs> chat a little while. And until next time, I just want to say again, uh, thanks for listening and Godspeed. You've been listening to the Strangers and Aliens podcast, hosted by Ben Avery, Steve MacDonald, and Dr. Jace O'Neill. Our music was composed and mixed by Tim Leffel. Please join in the conversation by visiting our website, strangersandaliens.com, where you will find show notes, articles, reviews, and more. You can also email us directly at podcast at strangersandaliens.com, or like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash strangers. Or you can leave us a voicemail on the Strangers and Aliens hotline. Just call 1-804-37-ALIEN and leave your message. And once again, thanks for listening. <laughs>